Um, what episode is it? 85? Sure. <laughs> okay. So welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged, a place for women. Episode 85, we think. I'm Tammy. I'm Michelle. And we are so glad that you are here. Um, we, we wish we had time to tell you about the chaos in our lives for the past few days, but we don't, right? Not right now. No. Because we've talked before about, you know, all of our lives and Michelle has an actual like business thing that she has to do in 30 minutes. And this was literally the only time we could get together. So we, uh, she contacted me the other day and, um, you had seen, you had seen something on social media or people were talking about social media about like, it came from a conversation and, uh, you know, we've talked before. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not even on Facebook right now. So wait a minute though, by the way, Cause yeah. I did sign up for TikTok just so I could look and see if I want to, and you, you show up as being on TikTok. I do. Yes. But we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Okay. You do. <laughs> I think you have a private life that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll have to check on that because as far as I know, I'm Is not it, on TikTok. would you like to follow Michelle? I was like, why? Yes. I would like to follow Michelle. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to talk like, are there videos of me on there? Cause that would be really frightening. I, I, I didn't, I didn't pursue it any further, but, um, um, stay tuned ladies. So we'll find out what's going on with Michelle and TikTok. Okay. So, so the conversation, as far as I know, like I am not like, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on right now. So like from a conversation, a group of people talking about some of the recent TikTok challenges, involving adolescents because I do work with a lot of adolescents and um I was kind of floored by like they were talking about a, a TikTok challenge about slapping a teacher about what? destroying a, a school bathroom and so like I was unaware of that and we were even talking about like doing some education within um, one of the places where I work about kind of the up-and-coming social media challenges and so forth, because it does impact, um, no kidding. we work with. So that's kind of how the conversation got started in terms of the whole concept of belonging. Gosh. And that after you told me, like, you didn't tell me everything that you just told me now, you just told me something about social media and TikTok challenges. And so I was Googling that and you may not even know this because we haven't talked, but I posted a link in our Facebook group. And so those of you who are listening, if you're in the Facebook group, please, you know, participate. And if you're not in the Facebook group, it's the link is in the show notes. So be sure to do that. But I posted a link to like some of the most, I don't know, the latest uh, social media challenges that are crazy. And I didn't see the ones that I saw were, I mean, some of them are flat out, like you could die, you know, doing some of these challenges. But then I asked in the group, I said, okay, so what is something that you've done as an adult? Because I think you're right. I think a lot of that, mostly it's, it's young people, but as an adult, what is something that you have done or maybe not done in order to belong? No one responded. Wow. What, um, what were some of the, the TikTok challenges that you saw? Um, let me pull them up. Some of them, I remember there was like the whole eat, um, eat a tablespoon of dry cinnamon. Um, one was like jumping in front of a car. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 
we can, I'll post the link too, in case you didn't see it on Facebook, but it was flat out just stupid, stupid stuff. So those are the ones that I, but, but to be fair, I was Googling craziest or, you know, wildest or most dangerous. challenges, Right. Right. Yeah. So that's how I came up with it. So why did it, so when you, when you texted me about it, what is it that like really spoke to you about us doing this for women about belonging? Cause that's an interesting way to look at it is in a, a need to belong. Well, and, and kind of through our conversation in terms of like why people get involved with those challenges and so forth. And we're not even like saying are sure that it has to do with the concept of belonging, but it seems like there is some element there. And really, you know, it's why we even started um, this group, the podcast and so forth, because we wanted a place for women to be able to share and feel heard and belong. And so like, it can be such a positive thing and it's such a basic human need but it also just seems like in our society today, um, I mean, maybe always that it can be used very destructively. Yeah. So there's the, there's the good part and the bad part. Um, I made, I sent them to you. I think you saw them. Cause I was like, huh, I thought the same thing you said. It doesn't like belonging, doesn't scream like social media stunt and all that, but there's that element of it. And I wrote things down like cults and gangs and drug use and alcohol and fashion. Um, also not speaking up or being mean to someone else because everyone with you is being mean to a particular person. And then you just, you either don't speak up um, or you're mean about it. And then you did bring something up, which is so funny because you said, yeah, it's, it's like your premise of the stress club, which I was kind of embarrassed because I didn't pick up on that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. That we will, we will allow, or what am I, what do I want to say? Help me. We will not try to, yeah, help me. It will join into a conversation yeah. in order to, to feel a part of the creep kind of like with the stress club, like kind of you know, the example you give is perfect where like if someone is very rested and they do take time for sleep, but the conversation with other women is how tired everybody is. I mean, very seldom is somebody going to speak up and say, well, I get lots of sleep because it just is. But then everybody's like, right, right. And so depending on how the conversation is, absolutely. You know, we see people trying to fit in to that conversation and belong. I mean, it's, it's like a basic human need and you put, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah. there, but it's, it's a basic human need to want to belong and matter. We'll put a picture of that. A lot of people are familiar with Maslow's hierarchy. Not everybody. What is it? Food, shelter, safety, belongings midway in there somewhere, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not at the bottom, but it's still important. Yeah. Especially yeah. like in a, like, you know, our society or culture today, it's absolutely important. Why today? Why? What do you mean today? I think that um, it it seems like so like in our society where like those basic needs, I mean, and, and not everyone, but a lot of people that we're talking about, like they have their their need for food, shelter and so forth met. Yeah. And like the whole concept of community has changed so much. 
Mm. just in the last couple of decades. I mean, we've talked before about how even though people access wise, just, you know, social media wise, have more access to more people than they ever have, people still report feeling more lonely Mm -hmm. than they ever have. That's true. And then for women too, that belonging, because you just talked about language and, and we should say too, what we're talking about here, I think is not necessarily a norm. It's a pattern, you know, of, of like using language to connect with other women. Like most of the research search research shows that women use language to belong. And so even when you hear two women talking and it seems like one is trying to one up the other one, it's probably more so that she's trying to just be a part of the conversation. And so say, Hey, me too, you know, Like, yeah, it's hard for me too. So we're in this together, which is just okay. And I think too, with, with women, like even when like basic philosophy is like Christian philosophy that, you know, gossiping about someone is wrong. Like how many times have women engaged in that in order to be part of the conversation? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking about things like that. And so we're going to be looking at talking about, about both the positive and the negative sides of belonging over the next, um, what'd you say, two, like this le- session, next one, maybe? I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes today. And because I feel completely like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we just fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> yes, we do. sometimes we do have, but this was a really good topic and I didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't want to put it off because yeah, it seemed like really timely. Thinking about like, and I had had sent some stuff and it will definitely put it in the show notes about first it, it started like from a documentary I saw and it was, I saw it several years ago. It's called Happy. You sent this to me? I sent, it to, I sent it to you, yes, in text so we can put it in the show notes. Okay. But it's this um, link to the documentary website and the documentary is about like people, they studied people, happiness, happiest places on earth and so forth. And, um, oh, and then I, I also, I thought it was just an article. I didn't know it was a whole documentary. I also sent you the article. Oh, okay. Okay. So I sent you an article as well that talked about like the most recent study said that the happiest place on earth for the fourth year in the row was, um, I believe Finland. And um, you and I talked about how, like in the article, it talks about even during the pandemic, the reason that they remain still what's considered the happiest place is because they said that during the pandemic, um, one of the contributing factors was they felt like they were doing things to help the community, to help ensure the safety and well-being of the community and each other. And so in the documentary, it, it talked about how like happiness, like the happiest place on earth was a very community-based country. And it it was, they even like interviewed people who they lived in um, this community where of course they all had their own homes, apartments and so forth, but they took turns like different people, like preparing meals a different day of the week. So they had a very, very community-based lifestyle, even more than like what we would think. I mean, like probably I, I mean I can't think of one neighborhood in America where like some everyone takes turns making a meal for the entire neighborhood throughout 
the week and our neighborhoods are a little bit different than this community was set up, but I mean, they reported being the happiest and they had linked that to mm -hmm. the sense of community and belonging and family. Well, and we're kind of created that way too. I mean, right. I mean, we have different levels of extrovert and introvert and alone time and group time, but we're still created to be in community. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we do have, um, I mean, seems like Western culture is a little bit more individualized yes. in how we view things. But I mean, according to that article, the documentary, it doesn't necessarily make us happier. You know, I think I've, I just watched, it was a four part series on Netflix. I'll post a link to that too. A couple of weeks ago called unorthodox. Have you heard of it? I have not, and I've not seen it either. And it's not just, so, it's not my unorthodox life. That's different. That's like a reality. I think it's an ongoing thing maybe, but this was just called unorthodox. And it was a, based on a woman's story. She's was Orthodox Jewish and she ran away from it because it was very controlling. And now she lives in Germany. And, but, but when you just said earlier about the positives and the negatives, as you're watching it, this community, uh, it was like this girl walks down the steps um, in the opening scene. And there are all these women there to greet her, you know, hi, and how are you doing? And they're all just like talking about all the things in their lives together. And it was just so sweet, you know, thinking about having that connection and that sense of community. But then on the, the downside is that in order to belong, you had to follow a set of rules that were so stringent um, that some people just couldn't live that way. Um, I don't know if that was my point. Was that my point? It was a good point. Was it a good point? <laughs> I, I feel like it's a good point. And I feel like it's a good point because like so many things you see when it comes to some like negative groups, you put kind of cults and we're not just talking about cults here, of course, but um, some of the people that, you know, have shared that, that they've interviewed, I mean, they talked about kind of what got them involved initially. And it is that sense of belonging. And it is that, that sense of family that maybe they were lacking at, at the time or something. And so, I mean, many people talk about that and then, right. I mean, what you're saying is like in certain situations that are unhealthy, it comes at a cost. Right. That, that upside and downside. Um, and I was thinking too, I don't think we've talked about this before. I talked about it a lot, but there's a guy named Dr. Ed Diener. And I'm not sure if he's still working. I, I don't remember where it was. I, I wrote about him in the dissertation and he came up with, he called the uh, formula for happiness, which really he meant um, uh, subjective well-being, you know, how you view your life. And he talked about three components and those were genetics and um, your life circumstances and then your choices. Um, one of the things that was interesting though, is they, they did, they had, they had the participants do certain tasks and then I don't remember how, but they measured their level of happiness over a certain period of time. And some of the tasks were like, one of them was eat ice cream. And one of them was, I don't even know, I'll make up some like reading an important article. And then one was like writing gratitude notes and helping someone and the two that had the longest, you know, happiness that held on were the doing something 
for someone else, writing notes of gratitude. And it was all about that connection and being with other people. Yeah. And I have heard you talk about that before, because I remember that because I like ice cream. So I remember that. Okay. (laughs) So we have talked about it before. Yeah. Because I mean, you talked about the short time period that like something like ice cream or cookie, something like that will like, it, it doesn't have any extended happiness attached to it. Whereas the other things did. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly kind of what they saw in that documentary, like the, um, serving, working community, doing things for others. Yeah. And being, just being part of something. Um, do you think that, do you think that the negative part can come if you don't have, like, if, if you don't have a positive sense of community with other people, then you're going to seek it somewhere. And it might be in a negative way, like social media stunts for youngsters or gangs, or, I mean, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and I think that um, it does kind of open a a door for people to be taken advantage of. Yeah, definitely. Um, Did you, what did you, did you read or see anything about the United States in that article or did you get that far? So the the article, like it was not, the United States was in the article was higher than it was when I watched the um, documentary Um, and the it actually the United States moved up a little bit during the pandemic from where they were before. And it didn't really go into why, whether that was because people felt like they were doing things for others or whether it was um, being home more. It didn't really say, but the U.S. did move up. I mean, it's not in um, all, but I believe one of the countries, the top five were Scandinavian countries. But um, so it wasn't high on the list, but it's, it had moved up in terms of happiness. And I wonder to go ahead. I was just going to say, and they are measuring subjective like topics of happiness when it comes to like, they, there are certain questions they ask, they're interviewing people Mm -hmm. for this. That's how they're measuring happiness. Gosh. And that relates to our, one of our prior episodes on perspective and, you know, that subjective well-being and how you see things in your life and all this stuff, it all ties together, right? The mental and emotional well-being and all of that. Yeah, you can't yeah absolutely. Out. So um, that and just expectations. Yes. Like that what was- are, yeah. What are community expectations or people's individual expectations? And it probably didn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't read that whole, just like, I think the last time I sent you stuff and you were just completely upfront, you were like, I haven't read it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I haven't read it, <laughs> but it came last night, right? Yes, I did only send it last night. Okay, but that's what makes our that's what makes our time together interesting. Um, I, I talked to a lady today, by the way, about interviewing her, and she looked at me like she was terrified, and I was like, "No, it is not. I shouldn't have said interview. We're just like talking, you know, yes. about stuff that's important to women." Yes, one hundred percent. No one is ever gonna like accuse us of being overly prepared. No one. <laughs> That's boring. Um, but I was going to say something. Oh, oh, so it probably didn't break it down by gender or anything like that. It did not. No. Okay. And I think I told you this today while I was driving, we were talking. Um, is it okay if I just go sort of off topic? Yeah. But really, you do have to ask. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I was just thinking when, when we talked earlier about sort of the, the bigger global about, women belonging to the female gender, right? Like 
you know, these expectations on women. And I was, I was telling you, so I'll just tell you as if I haven't told you, but I didn't tell you the whole thing. So we just, we just moved into this new house, which I think everybody knows if you listen to us regularly and this, because it's a new house, it's a smart house. And I've never had a smart house. So they send somebody out to get you set up, you know, set up your little, your little iPad looking thing and your, your key codes and all this stuff. So he comes out and I already knew it was going to be a sales kind of thing because we'd already been through it with the alarm company that they so graciously set us up with. But what they really wanted us to do was buy their bigger package. So, you know how salespeople sometimes, and they'll be so peppy and happy to you. Like, they're like, Hey, you having a good day? (laughs) So he was doing that. And I was perfectly, and I knew that it was going to come. And then he started talking. I was like, listen, we are not going to get your alarm system right now. We were just not. Um, and he's like, no, no, I get it. I get it. You know, I think protecting your family is certainly should be one of your top priorities. Um, but if, if you don't, then I'm like, what? So suddenly we went from, Hey, how's your day? Look at your dog to, well, two things. I think guilt. Um, well, if you don't think protecting your family is most important, And then the second thing was the connection that like he thought I was nice and I wanted him to think I was nice and I thought he was nice and all that goes away. Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I'm not exactly. So, okay. So as women, um, we're kind of, this is not a shocker to anybody, but we're many times, not always, but many, even, even today in 2021, we're raised to be nice, be nice to everybody. And then there's the guilt issue and we can sometimes respond well to guilt. And so sometimes to feel just like you're that gender, then it's easy to cave. So I guess, I don't know. I was thinking, as we talk about this today with belonging, I was going to try to set women free. And I think for me, a a real turning point was the assault and the carjacking because I, I do not have to feel like I have to smile at everybody or, you know, just be friendly. I'm not saying that I'm a jerk, but I don't have to be that way. Every second of my life, I don't have to sign up for an alarm system that is triple the price of the one that we decided to go with just because this guy was nice And he, you know, he came out and he got us all set up and now I'm not going to buy it. And do I, do I not value family? This is the best system. I guess I'm just saying as far as like connecting and belonging, whether it be to the female gender or to the salespeople that's with you, you don't have to do that. Right. And I, I absolutely know what you're saying now. And I do feel like people try to do that more to women mm-hmm. preach than, <laughs> sorry than, than men for sure I think that probably you and I both are at a place like I'm at a place as well where when someone starts doing that it just makes me angry <laughs> so like it's not necessarily like if, if someone is because he's very much trying to shame into yes getting somebody to do something and we've talked about like my how I respond to to being shamed. oh so. you're not a fan of being shamed mm-hmm. No. And so like, but I feel like people definitely try to do that to 
women. And I just had a conversation not long ago with my sister who my sister is not that way. Like she, I mean, no one is going to shame or talk her into something she doesn't want to do. And so she had had another friend who had taken their car in to get some work done and the place was drastically taking advantage of her friend. And so my sister was like, well, you need to call them back and tell them you don't want them to do it. That's a ridiculous price. Call them back, tell them you don't want them to do it. So she called them and, and the place was like, but we've already started. And the friend was like, well, they've already started. And my sister was like, well, tell them to put it back together. So my sister ends up going down and talking to this place. And by the time she was done, they had the car put back together and they didn't charge the friend anything. (laughs) Wow. But again, like, because the friend and it's very, um, very much like nice and happy and was, you know, going along with kind of what they said, trusting. We want to be nice and happy and trusting to a degree. I mean, I'm not saying I want that to go away. I know you're not saying that either. But I mean, do you, I mean, this, you had just met this person, what level of trust should they get? Oh, no, I don't, I don't mean with that. I just mean overall, I, I will have a trusting, I do have a trusting nature, but no, 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 this guy didn't, no, he didn't warrant any trust and that car place didn't warrant any trust. And I'm impressed because your sister, because I was about to say a few minutes ago, do you think that you and I are at a place where we definitely can be okay with not belonging in that little group of you and the salesperson or whoever, and being seen as, okay, well, you're not as great as I thought you were. We're okay with that. And we're a little older. Um, but I think it's many things because your sister, isn't she quite a bit younger than you? She's eight years. She's eight years younger than me. And she's always been. So it's not just that way. So it is not age related. Um, she, so, but yeah, I think that you and I definitely are at a place. And I think we both come from a place where we were very much um, subject to that. I think both of us at, at times, probably even when we first met, were more people pleasers than we are now. So, yes. And we've known each other a long time. But we have. I think that um, as you get older, some of that does change. Plus, I mean, we both worked at it. We both worked at it. Like, not, and- yeah. We did, and experience has um, put itself upon us to to work at it. Um, you know that the guy was he kept trying, and at one point he was talking about loving his job, and this really made me laugh inside. He was saying, "I love my job because I get to help people, and you know, even if you're even if you're not." afraid of being broken in you you might your house might burn in the middle of the night and but all of the things he was talking about have happened to me you know but I still wasn't I still wasn't gonna and I didn't tell him but I still wasn't gonna buy his security system <laughs> well and what a perfect example because no you didn't want to tell him you don't know him you don't have to tell him all the things that have happened to you no and I'm very open though I'll tell anybody but right. You- but, but not in that where he's like, try- yeah, it wasn't right. Exactly. So that's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Keep but, my mouth shut. Yes. And, and like the fact that you already had a security system picked out that was 
you know, met your needs before and you knew you were going to go with it. So you didn't need to know that either. Absolutely. Absolutely not. So, no, but I was so impressed though with, I thought two things when you were talking about your sister, because Lindsay, you know, my, my daughter, Lindsay, who is 31, I think she's 31. She might be 30. But she's always been like, if somebody, if she pays more than she's supposed to pay for something, she's going to go back in there and she's going to tell them. And she's always been that way. But, and so like your, your sister. Mm -hmm. And so if I put myself in the shoes of your sister's friend, well, let's say Lindsay says to me, mom, you need to blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. And then I feel kind of weird about it. I'm like, okay, well, and so maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. But I. I don't think I'm making sense here. I think it's really awesome that your sister seemed to be an advocate for her friend, you know, and step in and maybe encourage her and help her to grow a little bit in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's kind of my sister's personality as well. Yes. Um, Yeah. I thought that was my mother. I, you know, we've talked about my mother. My mother was very much that way. She inherited that from my mother. So Oh, your mom. See, I never, I never met your mom. Actually, I haven't met your sister either, but I've heard you, you know, my um, best friend growing up in high school, she referred to my mom as Julia Sugarbaker. Do you remember the the show Designing Women and Julia (gasps) Sugarbaker? Yes, yes. She would go off on those. Like if if somebody upset her, she would kind of go off and it would be several minutes long. But yeah, that's how, that's how my best friend used to refer to my mom. She called her Julia. You know, it, this all just makes me think of how we really do need to have this sense. And you're right. This is why we started the group to have this sense of belonging to support and encourage and help women who, if they don't feel a sense of belonging, um, help that person, you know, be, be an advocate or a help or an encouragement. And if they're in a bad place of belonging, did you have some things you wanted to talk about with that, with the. I mean, we've kind of hit on it, but the negative parts of, I think we've hit on all of it. Well, I think that probably time-wise we can, maybe need to do that on another. We need to wrap this up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it is definitely um, something that probably deserves a little bit more time, time okay. looking at just particularly with the amount of like, you know, moms and in the group Mm. we as women struggle with it but also I think kids oh and help with that and so yeah and so kind of helping that helping kind of understand that a little bit better like us looking at it to where we can understand it a little bit better I think would be helpful but I really like what you just said in terms of yeah that is why like we want women to have a place to belong and have a voice and um be encouraged. And so not to say that everybody's, you know, personality has to be the same, that everybody has to go from being soft-spoken to, you know, very aggressive in, in how they do things, but just to, um, have a place. Tim, um, my husband, who's a photographer, you know that they may not know that, but, um, he, he asked me the weirdest question today, we were driving to church and he said, is there some, Actually, I'm laughing now that I think about it. He said, is there some movement with women about like finding their voice? And I was like, <laughs> um, only like forever, only always. 
it, I was like, why, why do you, and he showed me somebody is, uh, they're going to have senior shots, I think for a daughter or something. And the text said, she's really trying to find her voice. So if you could find a pose for her that would exemplify that. And he's like, what does that mean? And I was like, I think it just means maybe like a confident pose rather than just like a big smiley leaning in just a you know, but I thought finding, finding our voice and when, when we are or aren't belonging, being able to speak up, that's what you just said was, we don't have to go from silent to violent, but being able to grow in your ability to speak up when you need to, even if it means you're going to be not liked as much or not say things when you need to protect yourself and those kinds of things. I think that's important. Yeah, like absolutely. And um, like kind of for the discussion um, too, about like, that's a perfect example as well, because that age group, that is the time when you're supposed to be figuring out. I mean, isn't that like, you look at like Erickson stages of development, right? That's where you're finding your identity versus role confusion. And so that's just a time where, you know, for a short time, peer, like what your peers think is it more important really, right? Than what your parents right. think, right. I mean, to some degree. And so like, that is absolutely a time where you're trying to figure out like who you are, what direction to go in and so forth. So it's a, a time where negative influences can definitely um, Shaking. play a part. And there's so much more out there now with social media. Yes. Okay. So what I'm hearing you saying then is that we are going to focus next time. Um, let's just do a special one for moms and talk about this helping to guide and navigate. And even if you're not a mom, if you're an aunt or a grandparent or well, if you're a grandparent, you're probably mom, but anyway, you, you know what I'm saying? So that's oh, yeah. what we'll do next time. Um, if you're, you know, stepmom, any of, yeah, absolutely. You lead little young ones at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then we will wrap up for today. We are so excited that you joined us and that we got this in actually. So go to the show notes at tamiwest.com. We will have links that we talked about today. We will have a link to the Facebook group and we'll have a link to Michelle's business so that if you want to reach out to her, you can. Um, Find us there, invite your friends, uh, comment on this on Facebook or on this blog so we know what you would like to do or hear about especially for this, I guess, sort of part two of belonging. Yeah, um, so get back on Facebook and figure out if I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And stay tuned for that. Is Michelle on TikTok? The, the <laughs> mystery continues. I will probably be at some point. Okay. Well, then I guess we're done, Michelle. So until next time, consider, consider yourself hugged. <laughs> we're just, we never get better with that. Always good. It's so bad. Oh, where's my stop recording?